Hi, welcome again to Wisdom's Way to Peace podcast with Shirley Lynn Martin of Feathers, Rainbows and Roses. In this series of podcasts, I will be having conversations with Colin Hillstrom about the nature of healing, what it is, what isn't it, what brings healing, why would we seek it, and more questions and insights that flow through as the conversation unfolds. Colin Hailstrom is a transformation coach and a good friend of mine that I've known for a long time. He also performs sacred baths with crystal bowls and does a wonderful job with doing so. You can visit him at www.colinhillstrom.com. And of course, as always, you are invited to visit me at my website, www.trulylynnmartin.com. So come join us as we journey through these conversations that actually you as clients have shared with us and wondered with us. Thank you. Welcome everybody. It's so good to be back and to have this podcast with Colin Hillstrom today, who has been a friend of mine for about the last five to eight years. We're not quite sure anymore. We've (laughs) lost track of, uh, of time. What we do know though, is that it's a connection that it feels like it's uh, quite old. And I've, you know, very appreciate, um, you know, uh, just our our friendship over the the years. Colin is um, a transformation coach. He's a sound bath healer. And he's also just beginning a new project, a philanthropy project. And I will let him, uh, you know, say a little bit more about who he is and and his website so that you can can check him out. And... uh, uh, today we are going to be talking about healing and that's a conversation that you and I had when we thought about com- um, doing a project together which you and I have been wanting to do for a long time so this just feels like a really amazing opportunity to speak about healing because it's something that's both passionate for for you and me and that's kind of what we talk about often and the questions that we came up with I thought were really wonderful in beginning to start the conversation. And then the second thing that I did was I posted a question on Facebook asking people to share what their questions about healing are. What, what would be important for them if you and I had a conversation? And um, Jennifer Bodenham posted about 10 questions. So I'm really looking forward to this opportunity to do this with you. Hi, Shirley. Thank you so much for inviting me to share something about the subject of of healing and transformation that's really at the core of um, of what i do who i have become in this life (laughs) at this point it started uh, for me it started almost 30 years ago actually around 1987 when i was in my late 20s and i had really uh, struggled with uh, a lifelong history of uh, respiratory problems. You know, as a child, I always had uh, ear infections and throat infections and sinus infections and and so on. And also didn't grow up with the healthiest lifestyle. So I was in my late twenties, and at that point, I had developed chronic bronchitis. And I remember, I to this day, I remember the thoughts going through my head. And and at that time, I didn't do any. I didn't know anything at, about healing. I was working as a corporate controller, <laughs> and uh, I remember. Just, just this contemplation going through my head. And I don't know where the information came from, but it was a question between, am I going to go the pharmaceutical, the, the mainstream medical route and um, subject myself to and succumb myself to 
um, the medical procedure, meaning taking medications, or am I going to try something holistic? What's really funny is actually that very same day, um, like I said, I was working as a corporate controller, but I didn't have an accounting degree yet. I was just really fortunate to get hired into a, into a pretty cushy position without having had an accounting degree. I was in my fourth year uh, business and accounting administration at Wilfrid Laurier University in Waterloo. And I, for the second or third time, attempted to pass a course, which I really felt like chewing cardboard. Was, uh, the course was called uh, Accounting Theory. It was just the toughest thing. And I decided to drop it. <laughs> I didn't really need the money. Um, I mean, I didn't need to kind of move on and, and, uh, uh, and, and get a uh, diploma as a, as a certified account because I already had a, a good job. But I had two young children, and I just also wanted to have more time at home. So I, did, I decided to drop the course. So I took that uh, accounting theory textbook back to uh, the university bookstore, and literally a book that fell into my hands <laughs> was a book on healing. Um, Fit for Life by Harvey Diamond. I don't know how many of you listeners have read that book, but that actually, that to me was the first book I ever read on, on, uh, on nutrition and healing. And um, I applied the suggestions right away and it really gave me the first experience of healing. I didn't know anything about healing at the time. And I just, I think most people don't know until you suddenly find yourself <laughs> introduced to it. And then you have a choice, right? Like, are you going to play the game of healing or are you not? And um, I really, really, really was, I, I feel really grateful and, and fortunate. So, and now here I am, um, speaking with you about the subject of healing. I remember the very first time you and I met, I had this feeling that, and I remember sitting on your veranda or on, on your porch and, and I said to you, you know, I think at some point we're going to have something like a fireside chat, like Deepak Chopra has with, with his colleagues or new, uh, people like Greg, Greg Brayton, you know, and I think that's so amazing to have these people having these fireside chats because it's a great, great way to learn because it's more accessible. At that time, uh, I got introduced to Deepak Chopra in probably 1992 and I could not understand anything that he wrote about his books like uh, quantum healing. I was so intrigued, I couldn't understand anything. But, I, I, but when I listened to his fireside chats, you know, then it's when it became accessible. So, uh, Thank you, and it's uh, it's a real honor to be here with you because you are you are a person who really you walk your talk. You know you are the real thing. You're authentic, and um, thank you, thank you for inviting me to be part of this. Oh, you're most welcome. When you told me that uh, your story starts or this journey kind of starts when you were in your twenties and and what happened, and initially I was thinking, well, when did mine start? Mm. And it wasn't, you know, as I was listening, I'm like, oh, it started when I was 10. <laughs> 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 and, um, and that's when my, my father was killed. And uh, so, you know, healing and which is, a, you know, that's part of why we're here, right, is what is healing? Mm. Uh, it's going to be one of our first questions. But there was something that, you know, happened. There was a trauma. There was, um, there was a break in in life and in the flow of life as I understood it. And there was this massive gap and there just everything went into chaos after that, you know, for, for probably almost, um, you know, I would say a few, for sure for years, but it was, I would say when I look at Christmas, the, the, uh, the season of Christmas at the time, it probably took us 10 years for us as the surviving family to find a new ritual and to find a new way to do Christmas 
that had meaning for us and that brought us joy mm -hmm. and to move on and to make to let that have been transformed and so when i think about you know healing from a place of um how to feel whole again and make my heart um be okay in this world and to open back up to love again you know that journey started when i was 10 and by the time i was in my teens I was asking, you know, quite profound spiritual questions, if you will, uh, certainly interested in, in the psychology of healing and, and perspective. And what do we do with these, you know, profound and overwhelming emotions of grief and sadness and trauma and loss and stuff. So I think that um, definitely was started there. And then it was in my early 30s and the profession that I had thought I was going to be moving into and trained for, if you will, the sense of calling I had in my life didn't work out and didn't pan out. And so then I was moved in and worked as a, an addictions counselor in a recovery home for men recovering from drug and alcohol abuse. And it was working there for a number of years and I just got really sick, physically sick. And um, I was like, this isn't working. And it's taken me a bit of, it took me a bit of time, but I realized I can't work in that setting. Uh, I have to do something different. And so that experience put me on the path then of learning, you know, various energy modalities, energy medicine modalities, Reiki. It moved me into coaching and, um, well, psychotherapy and then coaching. And, and it really brought me all the way full circle um, to becoming and living as a soul coach or, you know, a wisdom teacher guide and recognizing that ultimately our health or wellness or soundness has to come from the inside. And that's probably where my key place is that even in for my personal, that yes, my body is, is part of the expression of what's sound in my soul and what isn't. And uh, so that's kind of what has really perhaps shaped and moved and um, inspired me to keep learning to keep studying and to put one foot in front of the other and when even when life was bringing things into my life that were different than what i imagined yeah. so i'm wondering if we can with that sense of what how we both got into that healing journey what would we maybe the first question is what is healing and what isn't and i'm wondering if you and i can both talk a little bit about um through our experience through perhaps what we've read and i i trust that you and i will bring different perspectives and i i look forward to that because i think um i don't think that there's one understanding or one definition and so i i welcome um you know what our experiences and what our reading and what our training and has um, allowed us to to experience and to understand so i'm going to ask that question of you um, and maybe put it out between us i guess into the center between us what is healing and what isn't it 
you know, be, before I get into the topic, I think I, I really like, if I were a listener, I would be really delighted to hear that these two people that are speaking right now did not rehearse these questions. So I'd really like you to know that this is actually, if you're a, a, if you're a musical fan, like I love music, I, um, and I really enjoy jazz and like rock as well, but the best concerts for me are when, when amazing musicians start to improvise. So uh, this, <laughs> dear friends who are listening, is an improvisation. <laughs> it's totally that, okay? So it's not rehearsed whatsoever. And, uh, and so <laughs> both Shirley and I- It's inspiration really, of spirit flowing through us. In absolutely, the right? And, and that is just how it gets juicy and beautiful. Like, you know, uh, um, I would just like to say like when, healing to me, me mean, uh, means, and looking back, it's a journey into wholeness. You know, it's, um, it's a journey into wholeness somehow. And it's just, it, it's a journey where like um, step by step, you realize what you didn't realize before. And that's, <laughs> it really makes it a journey into the unknown. And I think that's why some people are intimidated or afraid to actually embark on this journey because it is a journey into the unknown. You have no idea how your life is going to change. In looking back, um, like I said earlier, it started for me in 1987. So it's about 30 years now. And uh, I could have never imagined that my life would turn out this way. I would, and it has not ever, it hasn't always been easy. I tell you that the journey into uh, real healing is like, it's like climbing the mountain. It's, it's like if anybody who's listening has ever kind of hiked in the Canadian Rockies or places like that, you don't know what you're going to encounter. It could be just, you know, really easy peasy, <laughs> or it could be like, it could be a grizzly around the corner. And there could be, uh, there could be a hailstorm in August. You know, you just don't know. And that's really what life is. It takes uh, aspiration. It takes a really, really keen aspiration to have one's, one's focus set on, on something better or higher. Or I mean, it's vibration, isn't it? When I, I'm thinking about maybe um, um, an example could, could be like typically when a person is ill. If you have a cold or a flu, you know you're not well. You need to heal. You need to heal something. It means you need to somehow seek the harmonizing law. Uh, the harmonizing law we find in our own body is really the degree of homostasis. Any doctor will agree on that because that's what they are taught in, in school. And that's just the human body knows how to bring itself back into balance. So what is healing, what isn't? <laughs> you can actually talk about the power of balance. And it's a universal law, right? We see it in, in our uh, ecosystem or ecosystem. It's just like when everything's in balance, like life is wonderful on the planet. If you're a farmer and your field is in balance, you probably have a great crop unless suddenly something devastating happens, which could occur, but you cannot protect yourself against that to the forces of nature. But it's about, maybe it's a power of balance, you know, healing. Healing is probably, uh, um, as I was listening to your introduction here, Shirley, um, I wrote the, suddenly I had this, <laughs> this epiphany that healing is a direction. It's a direction towards something better. It's a, it's a, it's a direction towards a greater state of balance it's a, a direction towards a greater state of harmony. It's a direction towards a higher vibrational state. So then what is healing not? It'll be the opposite. We live in duality, so we have contrast. There are days when I don't feel as good as I feel today. And that doesn't mean that I'm less whole, but it means maybe something else is going on. So I ask myself the question, is it just something that I have to surrender myself to or uh, have I made a choice that, um, that caused me to feel less whole you know, and more fragmented? So I think it's something about directionality, which I really think is, it's, it's a, as a coach, as a transformation coach, um, it's always a question of direction. You know, which way are you going? <laughs> Quo vadis, I think that's what the, the Romans said. And that's a really good question. Where are you going? It's, mm -hmm. a, right? it's, a, 
it's a directional question. To me, that's what healing is. And I found too, as a, uh, as a wellness coach, like between 2002 and 2009, I worked with over 3,000 clients as executive coach of a wellness center. I found that, you know, a, a lot of people would actually come to the wellness center. They spent thousands of dollars on, on healing, but they really weren't interested in healing. They just wanted a quick fix. They really weren't moving in the direction of real healing. They just wanted to have a Band-Aid um, so they wouldn't have to do the real work. Mm. Might sound a little judgmental, but that was really my experience. So I think it's, healing is it's a lot. It's a commitment. It's, um, it's a commitment to a journey. That's what healing is. It is definitely a journey. For me personally, that journey started 30 years ago, and I'm, I just turned 58. I know it will <laughs> be an ongoing journey until my very last breath, which hopefully will be in a very, very conscious state of mind. So uh, there is no end to it. And that's really beautiful because we're unlimited beings. We're absolutely incredibly unlimited beings with infinite potentialities. And we don't even know what the possibilities are. I don't think we have any clue what the real possibilities are. And that's why I encourage people to embark on this journey of healing. So it, it is, healing is it's a wonderful thing. It's, it's, a, it's a gift from grace. Uh, that's a beautiful um, I, uh, gift from, from grace. And what I want to say to maybe add to what you're saying, because um, the thing around it is, is that grace is available to us. It is infinitely and abundantly and available to us. And yet opening the door for that to move into our beings, to flow through us and to change us can sometimes be a profound um, transformation that scares us. And so we don't bother or we just close to it. And there's a couple of thoughts that were going through my mind as you were, you were talking. And so what, what came to my mind is that for healing to happen uh, is an acceptance of life and an acceptance of myself of what is as it is. Without that, there is no healing. And it's a, it's a very mysterious kind of moment because um, it's a moment of non-doing. I'm just allowing or accepting what is as it is. And in that, there's some sort of shift or transformation that happens uh, because I'm allowing that higher vibration or I'm allowing grace to come in and make me different. Right? And maybe the difference is, is happen at the energetic level. Maybe the difference is at the quantum level. Maybe the difference is at a vibrational level. Maybe the difference is at something else, um, the cellular. But it's it, regardless, there's something that happens when I say yes to healing. There's an openness to what is as it is, an acceptance to what is as it is, and growth begins to happen. And to me, uh, what I often um think about is carl jung's comments about how does he say it? healing is outgrowing how does that go you know it's about outgrowing what we no longer need right or outgrowing but is no longer useful to us and to me that's a profound way of understanding healing is simply just 
it's an outgrowing. So it's not something that we have to do a lot of work with, but there is this, as you said, there's this direction, right? There's a direction of growing perhaps deeper or a direction of growing up or a direction of um, being more expansive. So we're including more of our, of our life and of ourself rather than sort of the fragmentation that might be there. And so for me, that whole journey towards wholeness has all these possibilities as, you've, as you were talking about. And um, it, I think it, what it does is it allows us to bend towards the flow, the will of life as life flows as opposed to us needing for life to bend to our will. And um, as I was thinking about that, that for me is why when peace, maybe, when a sense of inner peace comes into my being, and that for me is, is where healing happens because there's something about being okay and being calm when the the storm seems to throw lightning and um, the hailstorm with the grizzly around the the bend, and I, you know, I mean, in in Buddhism, you know, they talk about life is suffering, and I think you know it's it's there in many of the wisdom traditions. There's an acknowledgement that there's just suffering in life, and at the same time, life is joy. Life is just rich with joy. And to hold these, these tensions together in this paradox, right? in accepting it all, that's to me where the mystery of meaning and the mystery of inner peace kind of arises out of this flow of death and life, of suffering and joy, of praise and blame, like just, you know, and, and, and I guess that's where um, I'm... Uh, I studied Reiki with several Reiki masters and one of them, Komio Do, um, the motto is to walk in the midst of praise and blame. And to me, that's just one of those little koans that says something about that healing state, right? Um, because there's an inner, there's an inner transformation uh, that has taken place that allows for the suffering and the, the joy to exist. I'm not having to resist the, the suffering and nor am I having to cling to the joy, right? Both of those states will lead to that imbalance that you talked about. And so because of, there's this, there's this um, kind of, I'm gonna call it the flow of three, right? We have life, we have death, and then there's love or compassion or grace. But because there's this, cosmic flow of three there's this mystery and there's this grace and there's this um and that's where i think that's where the peace is that's where the healing is then that's the return to wholeness is for all of that to come into being well surely you just mentioned reiki and um you know i um i remember taking a uh, reiki level one and i was immediately smitten with um 
what I call the Reiki code, right? The Reiki, the five Reiki principles. Right. And, yes. You know, um, like just for today, I will not anger. Just for today, I will not worry. Uh, just today, I will be humble. I will be honest with my work, and I will be compassionate with myself and others. When we actually live that day every day, we actually are in the healing process. We cannot actually not stop the healing process when we are uh, above and beyond anger, above and beyond worry, and as a result of that, feel you know the sense of. Uh, being humble really means that I, I realize that there's something far greater than me and that I really don't know really anything. I mean, I know a few things, but I never really see the whole picture, right? That's a bit of having some humility and humbleness in that sense, uh, being absolutely honest in everything we do, right? And then that compassion with self and others. When we really live that way, uh, moment by moment, we are definitely on this journey of healing. And when we when we don't live that way, we are going the opposite direction. It's just really, really, really that simple. You know, and you, um, I know you studied with somebody and I, you'll have to fill in, in the name, but I remember you and I having a conversation. I know this was a couple of years ago or whatever more. And uh, you talked about, we were talking about this whole thing around healing and, and maybe enlightenment or whatever. And you had uh, someone that you uh, worked with or studied with who said, I can't tell you how to be enlightened or I can't. Uh, oh, that's, yeah, that's very and, long. I, right. I, very long said, I cannot teach you enlightenment, but I can teach you honesty. Yes. And to me, to me, um, that for me is where pro if people want to take a quantum leap in their healing path, get honest, mm -hmm. right? Get really deeply honest. And that's where I think people quit mm -hmm. right? because it, there's so many reasons that we make up that we don't even know we make up mm -hmm. about why we can't be honest, right? Because it means we might know who we are and that might, you know, make us, unapproved by whomever um society might not want who we are or want to hire who we then are in this corporate world or whatever else and all the stories that we have in our minds about why we can't be honest but to me that is that's such a core to everything about what i um, I think my work with myself, but also with, with people. And that's certainly one of the questions that I ask at the end of the day for myself, was I honest today? Mm -hmm. You know, did I live honestly today? Right. Um, because that's going to require, you know, like the fullness of my being. And it's also going to require, as you mentioned, my humility of saying, you know what? I didn't live up to my, you know, I didn't live up to my my heart's willingness or my heart's intention to be loving and to to offer you know compassion to myself rather than judgment for example and at the same time um accepting that humility says that i am human and sometimes i misstep and misappropriate my potentiality and that's okay Today, I'm going to be honest about that. And what can I learn and what can I do different? And for me, that, that truth also offers me some freedom from those um, karmic binds and the 
um, judgments and things that, that happen that I can get so easily tripped up on. But I just, I really love that phrase, right? I can teach you about honesty. And I know for the last number of years, that has been something that I keep with me. And um, I know I talk to people about that still. Like, we maybe don't, there's so many understandings and perhaps misunderstandings about um, enlightenment. And, and I, I say that other words around this would be transformation, would be awakening, would be healing, but we've got to make that personal to us. And we can't do that if we don't start from a place of truth. And I guess maybe that's, um, for me, that one question we had here was, well, if there's, you know, healing, where do we start? And to me, it's starting with what's in front of me, which is what do I need to be truthful about in this moment? And Absolutely. Totally agree. Absolutely agree with you. I often use the comparison of the game of tennis. You know, just imagine you're, you play tennis. doesn't really matter whether you really can or cannot play tennis, but just imagine yourself being on one side and let's say God, the divinity, the creator, is on, life is on the other side. Life plays you a ball. What are you going to do with that ball? If you're, going to react, if you're going to approach that ball with anger, with false pride, um, with guilt and shame and, and any of those kind of negative thoughts and emotions, you know, you're not going to hit that ball really well, but you have to play another ball. <laughs> it's just, that's just the way life is set up. You know, it was always going to be another one. And, uh, and yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, you're obviously right. I think it's just like starting with uh, what's really in front of me. And uh, so that's what, what I do in coaching is I draw a circle on uh, like a, like a wheel and I break it into eight areas, you know, the eight major areas of a person's life. It's just a standard kind of coaching tool that, um, and I'm pretty sure you use it too with your clients. Right. Uh, and, uh, we'll just go through the wheel and say like, you know, uh, where could I be more honest, you know, or where have I been less honest than I know I have the capacity to be more honest about. And it's just starting that way. Honesty is really a shortcut and mm. it truly is, um, uh, David Hawkins, who wrote the book Power Versus Force, and uh, we both have worked with his you know, map of consciousness, the 17th level, the highest level of consciousness, enlightenment. It's a huge field of awareness. And, and the process that he named that actually takes us there is called pure, pure consciousness. That's what enlightenment is. It just actually means we've actually purified ourselves. We've eliminated all of that, which, which keeps us away from being like a full reflection of the light. And, uh, and it's honesty. It's just really that simple. And I think that when it comes to healing, um, there's a great story that uh, Tom Kenyon, uh, this amazing sound healer from the United States, um, he, he shared the stories somewhere in his, uh, on, on his audio uh, recordings, on his workshops. And it's uh, somebody, somebody he knew as a, a woman in her 50s, and she was diagnosed with terminal cancer. And she said to her family, you know what, uh, I, I'm, I've just been given like a couple of weeks, and what I always wanted to do is I wanted to go to Japan and I've kept myself forever to do this. But now that I'm dying anyways, uh, that's what I'm going to do. Goodbye. Okay. And she left and she's still alive. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> she needed to have a terminal <laughs> diagnosis to have the courage to do what she otherwise could not have done for herself. And uh, that was just being honest. I'm actually really in the wrong spot with the wrong people right now. And uh, I got to be somewhere else. And a lot of people stay in the wrong relationships and the wrong uh, in the wrong careers, uh, maybe live in the wrong places, and they wonder why they aren't, you know, happy and fulfilled and full of energy. Like, it's just so much energy potential in all of us, the capacity to be like, really, like, to be a beaming light, you know, it's in every single person. 
And if, if a person doesn't feel that way, there's some, they're, they're not honest or right about something, you know, and, uh, and just start, just start probing, you know, just start probing and see like, where could I be a bit more honest? Our whole society is just really, I mean, it sounds like, I mean, I grew up with the idea of that little white lies, you know, and uh, my God, like most people cheat on the tax returns and, you know, and, and most people, when they drive, you know, they, they, they drive above speed limit and hope they don't get caught. It's just these little things, you know, instead of being honest about it, about what they do. Um, it's in the little things, really. The, the, um, the greatness of life, really, it's, it's a summary of all the, the, the little things. And so why not start just the smallest place and be a little bit more honest and see what happens. Maybe you sleep better. When you sleep better, you start to feel better the next morning. You have more energy. It's just like, it's a, get on this upward spiral, right? That's, maybe that's another way of looking at what is healing, what isn't it? It's a spiral. Your life is an up-down spiral. And when we go in the direction of healing, we're spiraling up. And when we're not going in the direction of healing, we're spiraling down. And we know exactly through our feeling nature which way we're going. Mm-hmm. It's, nobody needs to be a student, uh, academically or otherwise, of, of healing. It's just we are all actually equipped with the feeling Wait, we have a feeling compass, right? We know which direction we're going. If something doesn't feel right to me, I don't move. If something doesn't, I never move and don't make a move until I'm clear that the next step is going to take me in, in the right direction. It means it's, I'm feeling better. It's a law of attraction principle, really. Uh, um, like um, Esther Hicks through you know, Abraham is just a lot of really great information out there on how to use these tools. It's just, really, it's in the feeling. We're feeling beings. Mm-hmm. Great, everybody has it. And I, yeah, I just want to close. I think we're going to um, close with this, start, leave it here. And then we're going to pick up again with the, the next one. And um, as you were talking, um, you know, what came to my mind is this little verse um, out, out of the Tao of, of healing. I, I particularly like um, Lao Tzu, you know, some of his well, what he writes. But I found this because I think this is really, this kind of summarizes maybe what we've been talking about in terms of what healing is. Hopefully you agree with it. And it's just a little verse. It goes like this. Go, the Tao of healing, going beyond the ordinary, shedding the orthodox, in radiant emptiness, the self-nature reveals. Yeah. Beautiful. Don't disturb the field, right? It's the idea that, you know, everything's already perfect. We just agitate that, that amazingly perfect, peaceful field of energy, the quantum field of energy. We disturb it with our irritations and our nothing's good enough and, and you know, and all this sort of thing. It's just, that's actually, it's, it's a very Taoist kind of way of looking at it. It's just like, imagine you're going to first, second or third grade and you have a new teacher. Everybody, and the teacher says, everybody here is an A student. All you have to do is maintain it. Don't disturb your greatness <laughs> with, with, with thoughts and feelings of insignificance or being you know, worthless or something like that. Like you're all amazing, you know, and that's kind of how it is. You know? And I think that's one way in which we can actually really return to wholeness and really accelerate this, uh, the heating process. However, if we become frustrated that it's not going fast enough, we go in the wrong direction again. So it is a bit of a tricky thing. Meditation really helps. And I know you teach your students meditation, and I think it's just... It's an absolutely necessary step for anybody who really wants to achieve a higher goal as to, you know, and, and kind of reach for that greater capacity. The, the practice of uh, um, energy modalities and the practice of meditation is absolutely quintessential. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, next time, I want everybody to join us because we still got 
much more we want to get into. And um, because a part of what we've been doing here is we're bringing really personal. So for now, just thank you for joining me, calling in, in this wonderful beginning, these questions about what is healing and our own stories around that. And uh, the whole place of if you want to get a fast, quick start on your own healing path, what's that first thing that you need to be honest about we're gonna we both just gonna throw out that question to our listening audience what's that first place that you really need to get honest with and maybe there's somebody that you need to talk to about that maybe there's somebody that you need to work with to really help you take the action on where you need to be honest and whatever that is we both um i know we both have talked about this before so we're just asking you What's that place? What's that first place that you need to get honest with? And we look forward to having you join us next time. Namaste. <laughs> Namaste, everybody.